the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I, you know, I'm tired of your constant uh, skepticism, Stu. I'm, I'm tired of it. And I, 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 getting paid I, mean, for. I really, gl- I'm glad we live in a time of Google, but it wrecks too many stories. It wrecks too many stories. It does. It does ruin yeah. storytelling in a lot yeah, of ways. It does. Because you, you start telling a story and then people just start Googling in front of you. Yeah. And you're like, can you wait until I'm done with the story? Can you wait? Get the happy moment before you figure out yes. it's a lie. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. just don't get ahead of me or answer story, you know, say, yeah, but did you know? No. That's coming from Google. I have mine in my head. Don't. Now, you can fill it in. You can correct it at a later moment, as soon as I'm finished with the story. But the minute I start talking about a story, Stu is like, he just looks at me, and I I just, in his head, I already hear. Mm -hmm. I can can hear it. It's just the way he's looking, his eyes say. A lot of times I do find the need to fact check you. Yes, that's true. This isn't one of them. I will say I think you're right. If you think I'm right, what? I will say I was not one of the times I needed to fact check you. But Thank I, you very much. I don't know that but until it, I do it. It is one of those that you hear and you immediately, you say this to anyone and you look at them while you're telling them this today, you look at them and you will hear in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we were just talking about mountain ranges. I don't know how we got on the subject, but we were talking about mountain ranges. And uh, Stu had said, I love, you know, summer and mountains. I like mountain towns in the summer in particular. And I said, you have to go to, you know, like Jackson Hole and see and and hang out at the Grand Tetons because they're unbelievable. And then I said, little known fact, do you know what the why why they're called the Grand Tetons? And he said, "Uh, no. And I said, it was a French guy who I guess discovered them or named them. And uh, said those uh, those look like you know big te- te- tetons uh, breasts, and so there it's it's actually known uh, um, you know in a in a kinder more gentler radio way as big breasts, grand tetons, big breasts. Yes, it, it does seem that this story because it uh, they're I guess they're, they're known as a series as the three breasts. <laughs> But the Grand Teton, 13,770 feet, known as the Big, the, the big Breast. Although Teton. Yeah. Teton, if you can. So some, so some place, <laughs> there are French people that are like, no, they do not call their mountain range that. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> no, they. <laughs> it's their fault. Yeah, but, but in their language, it says. The big there's a I big mean, bunch of big boobs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pop. It's I mean it's only really effective when you're using the right word, but we can't use it. So when you're using the right word, there you can hear the French people. That is ridiculous. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's like a giant practical joke, French. It really is. Who thought that's a good idea? You know what? He just said they look like big. Let's call them that. <laughs> who said that i don't know it does sound so much better oh it does the The grand Grand tetons Tetons. but when you say it it you can just take from it exactly what the translation is is, now say the grand tetons they sound so beautiful Mm -hmm. now translate it into english (laughs) 
<laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They just say it in your car. Just look up at the sky and picture it. Go, hey, look at those big... And, and then... <laughs> And imagine, and then realize, hey, that, kids, this weekend we're going to the big. <laughs> no, the, and then just realize that that's actually their name. That people are just—that's actually what we're saying to French people. They come over here and they visit. They just hang out by the, the bottom of them and wait for people to say it. <laughs> and the, you know, the French people are like they have no idea. <laughs> These morons, moron Americans, <laughs> they have absolutely no idea. Hey, the Grand Tetons, huh? <laughs> <laughs> very strange oh, fact oh my gosh well that's what i'm into I'm, uh, that's what i'm into by the way the mercury museum is coming in i want you to get your tickets now <laughs> friday this, this, are these the sorts of knowledge uh, you're going to be dropping on people at the museum do you know who peter zanger is peter zanger of course i do i yeah what does that translate <laughs> you know, to? I don't want to know. No idea. Look at the zanger on that guy. Huh? <laughs> uh, he in the 1730s he had a newspaper and he started to um, he started to criticize the king, and so he was taken in front of the court and they were going to uh, they were going to put him in jail for the things that he said, uh, and it's because of Peter Zanger that we have free speech and we have the layout of free speech. Because he went in front of court, and his defense was, did I get it wrong? And they're like, you can't call the king what you, you can't say those things. And he's like, mm, yeah, I think I can, as long as it's the truth. Did I get it wrong? And the judge actually had to rule in his favor. As long as it's true, you can say that. Well, that was a first in the world, Okay. Uh, so he's he's really the the father of the First Amendment, and with the whole the whole um, uh, museum this summer is about rights and responsibilities. And when we don't take our Bill of Rights seriously, we get into all kinds of trouble. And it's going to be a great great experience. Again, it happens June fifteenth. That's a Friday through Sunday, June seventeenth, here at the Mercury Studios in Irving. So come on down to Texas, bring your family, get your tickets now, mercuryone.org slash museum 2018. That's mercuryone.org slash museum 2018. I have a phone number here. They don't want me to give out a Are they people use the phone to text? Yeah. I yeah I don't I don't that must be a mistake. It says get your tickets and then it gives a phone number. I don't. Oh wow! You can actually call and get tickets. Impressive. I guess. I mean, it, it. You know what? It is a history museum, so why not do it the old timey way? Mm-hmm. Call and talk to somebody. Yeah, nine seven two four nine nine forty seven forty seven. That's crazy. It's I didn't know we did that anymore. Nine seven two four nine nine forty seven forty seven. It's hard to understand these old timey devices, Glenn. Um, and they're actually finding that out in schools now. Um, the uh, Association of School and College Leaders mm. uh, have have come up with a, a, a new plan because there's a problem. The students are having problems in the classrooms. Um, they are trying to figure out like what time it is, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard. It's hard to do because mm-hmm. what's happening is there's these circular devices on the walls. Okay. And these circular devices... We're doomed. <laughs> we are doomed. Do not have numbers on them 
in order. Like if we have a digital clock in here and it says 940, you know, whatever it says, 42, 40, 36, 37, 38, 39. It tells you the seconds. It tells you the minutes. It tells you the hour. Uh-huh. Well, apparently these, these devices they've installed in these classrooms are circular. are circular and they have hands on them or little sticks that point at the numbers. They have no idea. And no one in the school can figure out what the heck they mean. There are, this is, these are legitimate quotes. The current generation aren't as good at, as, at reading the traditional clock face as older generations. The current generation aren't as good? That is what it says. Again, this okay. is the Association of right. School and College Leaders. Okay, college leaders. Current generation aren't as good at reading uh, hands on a face of a clock. They got no good seeing. No, they didn't say that. They <laughs> Ain't got no time to learn and stuff. They're used to seeing a digital representation of time on their phone. Oh, or my on their gosh. Computer. This is not a safe space. Nearly, They're used to that. Nearly everything they've got. Again, got is a weird word for anyone in education. It is. Nearly everything they've got is digital. So youngsters are... Everything they've got. Who is this? Who is this person? Nearly everything they got. <laughs> Be <Digital>. damn their <laughs> digital. <laughs> so youngsters are just exposed to time being given digitally everywhere. Give this to me. I can't... This, this is, it, these are quotes. Well, it's like... Current generation aren't as good at reading the traditional. What is this? It's like a cowboy school. <laughs> Current generation no aren't as good. Cowboys as, can read clocks. That's the difference. They're used to seeing a digital representation of time on their phone, on their computer. Nearly everything they got is digital. So youngsters. So you know this is this is a guy who's been around for a while because nobody uses the word youngsters mm-hmm. unless they're what 80 <laughs> so youngsters just exposed to time being given digitally everywhere you don't want them to put their hand up and ask how much time is left no you don't you want them to be able to look at the face on the wall and go oh i've got 12 minutes left you know we used to learn these before kindergarten yeah it used to be kind of a basic thing that you'd learn, and apparently that's too difficult now because they can't figure out how many minutes they they have until they get to run out of the classroom and do something else. So uh, pretty embarrassing. How many how many minutes left before before I'm responsible to make my own way through this scary scary world? Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network.